1: Are you ready to talk money, Reb?
0: I'm ready to talk money
1: that's good this morning it's just you and I in the office if you're just joining us grab your coffee sit down we love and I want to just say thanks to all those who do reach out after the show or in our conversations and and say boy that was something there that that uh, God spoke to me or that encouraged me or that I didn't know about uh, it is really encouraging for Reb and I to, to hear that feedback and how God's at work in your life and and you know that's part of why we do what we do so if you want to hear some of the other shows you know where to go more than enough.ca chri.ca not mine.ca and of course your favorite podcasting platform just uh search let's talk money with dave and reb and you will find uh, the podcast reb's got i mean she's smiling at me so she's just itching to
0: well actually you know what song came to my head when i when you asked me if i wanted to talk to money it was abba's song Money, money, money,
1: <laughs> always
0: sunny, it's a rich man's world. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why.
1: Well, we are talking about money, so that makes <laughs> sense to me.
0: Oh, the things I could do yeah. if I just had a little money in a rich man's world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, there's a whole, we could dissect that song on podcast. I mean, I'm not sure why that song's <laughs> in my head. Oh, dear. Um, but actually, we're going to go to something that has maybe a little more wholesome. I am. You know, okay, so I have a question for everybody. What would the world look like if we had no boundaries? If we had no, uh, you know, if 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 everything was a free-for-all, our thinking was a free-for-all, the money was a free-for-all, well, maybe we just have to look at our finances and mm-hmm. discover what that's like, because mm-hmm. some of us maybe have a free-for-all with our money. But what would it look like if we didn't have... um Excel spreadsheets to manage our money. What what would that world look For like? For some
1: people that would be heaven.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I was just thinking about the word capture today and um, I was thinking about one of our favorite verses at More Than Enough, or your favorite verse and what we use in Unleashed, Romans 12, verse 2, um, that we wouldn't conform to the pattern of this world, but we'd be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we would know the good and pleasing perfect will of the mm-hmm. Lord for us. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then it attaches to a verse I found in 2 Corinthians 10, and Um, that talks about capturing our thoughts, Mm -hmm. but I was also then thinking about um, our financial fitness seminar and thinking of the word, how we encourage people to capture some margin to help pay down debt. So today we're going to like weave all of those thoughts together through the word capture. It's going to be like a thread Mm -hmm. that we're going to weave through our show today.
1: And hang on, it's going to be a two-hour show today.
0: (laughs) Okay, maybe we should do this as a two-parter. I don't know if Will's ready for that over there in the production uh, window there. Um, But Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10, By the humility and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you. I, Paul, who am timid when face to face with you, I laugh at this because I'm like, I've never imagined Paul timid. <laughs> I don't know about you, but bold toward you when I'm away. So maybe he was. I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be toward some people who think that we live by the standards of this world. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And, there's so much in those mm-hmm. verses. Mm-hmm. So you can go read them. Second Corinthians 10, it's the first five verses. But that word c- taking captive, I've just thought of it more like capturing. Let's capture the thought. Let's take it captive. Let's not let our mindsets determine because sometimes our mindsets aren't in truth. So. Um, it's. It also says before that it, our arguments and our mindsets can set itself up. Every pretension sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And my question to everybody today, before we get into the practical part of capturing margin, capturing an extra 100 to $300 in your um, financial plan, in your budget – We want to talk about capturing those thoughts that are set up against the Lord's truth in finances. There is a
1: foundation here that... that, you know really want to highlight right, so because so much of our money stories are about comparison, it's about trying to to live in this world and 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 you see the neighbor or even as you're you know again all of the marketing and media and all of the things that we see that appeal to our senses that we spend money on. Uh, and then, you know, again, what Paul is saying here is, is that we don't, act, we're not actually part of this world. That 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 we have to have a different filter to be able to do that. And this really plays out practically in our money, because again, and and I've you've heard me say this on the on the the show, and if you, I certainly say it every kind of day as we coach, we need to make every spending decision a spiritual one. And so as we do that we go okay my mind is actually going to change and and let me give you a, a practical example of it you know we uh we we saw a few years ago. Reb and I were found out about these uh, uh, lotteries that are by postal code in in Europe. I think it's in Holland. Yeah, right? it is so in Holland. Holland. And the idea is is that uh, you you buy a lottery ticket, and then your postal code splits the difference. So they pull the the draw, and the draw is your postal code, and everybody in your postal code who bought a ticket, they split the winnings. And what? The interesting observation was, was obviously there were some neighbors who got extra money and there were some neighbors who didn't get extra money. And invariably, and I think the idea, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that, you know, when the neighbor next door bought a new car, within 12 months, the neighbor that didn't win also bought a new car.
0: Right, because they… It, it was a, a level of happiness and comparison and and the the story came from the happiness lab that we had listened to. Sure. But the mindset was, well, if they got it, why didn't I? And while everyone was happy on, you know, May 1st, on May 2nd, when the lottery ticket got drawn and the lottery ticket winners had the winnings, right. everyone who didn't. Felt like they had lost something. They were ripped off. They were ripped off because they hadn't bought the ticket and got the money. But in reality, they had been quite happy on May 1st. Right. So there's some mindset. That's just an example of a mindset mm-hmm. and, and really capturing it and thinking, am I in the truth here? Am I, what am I thinking about my finances? If I keep telling my kids, we can't afford it, we can't afford it, we can't afford it. Um, I'm like, well, is that really true, or is it just not in the plan this week or this month? And you are making good money. It's just you don't have cash flow to cover what maybe – Or choosing to spend money cho- in other or places. Or you choosing yeah. to spend money in other places. And those mindset shifts have to be captured. Mm. We bring those under the obedience of Christ. I'll give you another one. When we were recording a show, which is um, – is coming up. I you know, in this season I've been struggling a little bit as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. I've wanted all my boxes checked and my life is totally not that. So David Reads actually you'll you'll hear it in the next few weeks, I guess, um on our podcast. David reads the, some verse out of Proverbs 14 about the oxen And you know, when the oxen is in a, and a, when there's no oxen, the barn is clean or when the barn is clean and there's no, there's no fruit, there's no uh, harvest, there's nothing, you know, you're going to have a nice, clean barn. Oh, here in my heart, I just want everything neat and tidy. I want my home to be neat and tidy. I want my business life and all my agenda, my calendar, everything to be just flow so neat and tidy. And I'll tell you, and this past year has been, like the most adapting year I've ever had to have it mm. seems and I just want a neat and tidy manger and a barn <laughs> but that tells me there's no harvest and all of a sudden I'm listening to David's talk about this on the recording of the show and I'm like oh, it's a blessing mm. I have blessing because I am managing at work you know with David the mortgages the tax department the cl- coaching department it looks messy some days and that's a good thing so if you are feeling like my finances are totally out of hand, um, and you have debt, but you have actually money that mm-hmm. you could pay off the debt if you were thoughtful about it, maybe there's a mindset shift that I had to have to be grateful for the harvest. Even though the barn looks messy right now, we can still be grateful. And to me, that's a mind sh- shift that I've it, had to have even these weeks about our business and our, about our personal life.
1: I love these verses because, I mean, there's a couple of things that Paul just says that that in, in terms of context. So, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, he talks about in gentleness and humility, right? And and I think, okay, so as we're talking about making money decisions, we're talking about capturing our thoughts about money, um, we can actually do that. and And Paul actually encourages us, not just in this passage, but in other passages, to to take take those thoughts and put them in the context of the fruit of the spirit you know um you know again when we talk about money often greed and jealousy are kind of two of the high ones mm-hmm. that that we have to really intentionally come against to say i'm looking at my neighbor and i'm looking and i'm coveting what my neighbor has even though i we don't really call it coveting we look across and we think gee, he's he's got the nice car Cause he just won the lottery last month. And I really want that. And that percolates away for 12 months. And then again, statistically, <laughs> at least we know well, that. You well, know.
0: the technical sure. definition of coveting is you would actually go steal the car and put it in your own driveway. Cause you want his car. But envy is a close cousin. And envy says, you yeah. know, I, I want, why does he get it? And I don't have it. And we're jealous and we're brooding and we mm-hmm. have to take captive those thoughts. And it comes down to, we're going to be, Talking more about comparison down the road because um, there's some great work done by Brene Brown around comparisons and how detrimental that is to us. I mean, I think Roosevelt, the, one of mm-hmm. the presidents, had said at one point that comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah. So we've got it. There's so much to capture. if you. If you actually here's a plug for Unleashed. We have workshops called Unleashed where we dig into the thoughts we have around money and the world we live in. And really it is taking captive our thoughts and it it is an eye opener for me again and again as I teach Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Man, there's so much that I have just not what I said at the beginning. What is it like when we don't have boundaries on our thoughts? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am just letting it run wild and what is it doing to me and my financial finances? Mm -hmm. And we just want to encourage you today. What's the point of talking about capturing our thoughts and our finances? You know, why? We want to encourage you to think like Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some verses that say, um, uh, you know, in Isaiah that that say, well, my thoughts aren't your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. And sometimes we just take those verses as they are. But Isaiah 55 actually also says, so forsake your way, forsake how you've been doing it, for my thoughts aren't yours. And I always Think, in those Isaiah verses in Isaiah 55, he's asking us to forsake our own way of thinking again so that we can have his mind. There, There's another And of time. course,
1: Romans 12 is the translation of that, yes. right? Like, that's kind of the New Testament yes. version of that verse where, yes. where Paul says, you know, we need to transform our mind, you know, have a transformed mind so that we can know what God's good, pleasing, and perfect will is, which really has has echoes of… We don't know the mind of God, and we can't know the mind of God unless we, our minds are transformed into what God is thinking. But be
0: transformed by the renewing of your mind, and mm-hmm. and I and First Corinthians two is also great, which are verses I keep going over and over in my head. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no has entered in the hearts of man what God has prepared for those who love Him. Sometimes we take those verses and just say, "Oh, that's about what's to come in heaven or whatever," mm-hmm. but He actually. says. Says, but God has revealed it to us by his spirit so that we would know. I'm paraphrasing, you go read them. Second, first Corinthians 2, um, so that we would know what has been freely given to us in Christ. And then that whole chapter, first Corinthians 2, ends with this because I just went and looked it up. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? but we have the mind of Christ. So we may be thinking, well, you know, I can't know God. I can't know his mind. You know, there's another verse in Isaiah 43. I think it is verse 10. Um, you are my witnesses, declares the Lord and the servant whom I have chosen um, so that you would know me and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, there is no God form, nor shall there be after me. I mean, these verses all link together, just like that word capturing. Today, we're capturing our thoughts. And and actually, what's not of God, we're hoping to encourage you to put the verses that God has given us, the truth of who He is, how He revealed in Scripture and through Jesus Christ into our hearts and minds so that when it comes to our finances, we are capturing the truth and living according to that truth.
1: Mm-hmm. And And again, navigating this tension between what exactly is the 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 mind of Christ like what exactly is the mind of god versus what is the world because you know this is <laughs> it's a challenge we are in the world we do we right. are influenced by our neighbor by by the marketing the media by by the advertising i mean all of these things are the environment that we're in and and in a sense, we have to recognize that this is actually what, where we are. Uh, but what, what the scripture, the many scriptures, even the few that we've talked about this morning, encourage us to do is to have the mind of Christ, yes. which means it's not of this world. It is the mind of God himself and and so as we I love that 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 the mind of Christ because it often brings me to the place where we we see Jesus in his ministry and he's seeking the father for the day-to-day decisions right so the one scene that comes to mind always when we talk about this is is that Jesus has gone off early in the morning to pray after he's had a, a kind of a full day of ministry the day before and the disciples seek him out and they say come on there's Everybody's looking for you. It's day two of the crusade, right? And Jesus is like, nope, just checked with the Father. We're going to other towns. And they're like, hmm, wait a (laughs) minute. This isn't exactly the way that's supposed to happen. We've got a crowd here. Like, we've got people here. And Jesus is saying, it's not that these people aren't important. It's not that this, this ministry isn't important. It's that I checked with the Father, and the Father says we need to move on. So, oh,
0: man, there is I'm so on. much in what in, in that alone that we could talk about because. But let's
1: I'm, put that in the context of our money decisions yeah. and saying, you know, there are some principles that, that we do know, you know, one of them is, is just we got to live on less than we make. God gives us the ability to create wealth. The money comes in. And so, we then, part of our journey and our stewardship, part of our responsibility is to say, what do I do with that money? And we can take that question to the Lord the same way that Christ took that what do I do today, Lord? Mm Because you know that's what he was asking, or at least Dave's interpretation is, is he got up in the morning, he said, Father, we need to spend some time together and find out what you're up to today. And so, let's do that with our money and say, okay, we've got some money coming in, we've got industry, we've got a job, we've you know, there's resources that are flowing into our possession. And part of that that focusing and part of that um, capturing the thought is, I have my own thoughts of how I'm going to spend the money. I have my own thoughts of what I want to do with it. And are those thoughts God's thoughts?
0: Man, that's a great question. And you know what, if you really want to dig into that understanding what your thoughts are and what God's thoughts are around money is super important and that's why we're mentioning so many scriptures today. You really dig into his word. And 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 I I just want to segue a little bit into a practical piece we want to give you today about capturing because we want you to be able to capture some extra money. So if you're interested in saving more, if you're interested in debt reduction, if um you just you just are you know in this time and place that we're finding ourselves in globally you know there's a lot of uncertainty if we want you to be able not just to capture your thoughts, but to capture a little bit of margin so that you can start putting it in that savings account or putting it towards your debt. Um, I heard a guy yesterday on CBC, in fact, um, uh, one of their columnists that said, pay down your credit card debt right now. If you can, that's one of the, you know, pay down your debt and build an emergency cushion. So it's not like we're not saying anything new. But we just want to encourage you that 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 others are saying it as well. Pay down your debt, build an emergency cushion. And a couple of weeks ago, we had a great show about the emergency cushion. Now, to build the emergency cushion, we do have to capture some money. So, Dave, how do you capture money?
1: Well, and again, this is what we've been talking about. In you know, one of it is just bringing that to the Lord and saying, Lord, Okay, uh, you know, it's not hard to automate, say, a hundred bucks to automatically go into a, a savings account. You can do that in 10 minutes. You can set up a savings account in your bank account. Most, most of them don't cost any extra, you know, to set up a savings account. You can do that in a few minutes because you already have an account. And then to set up the automatic transfer in, uh, technically, not that difficult. But the commitment there, that what happens is, is well, now I have a hundred dollars less to spend on all the other things, and right. so, Lord, how do I navigate this? Because if I, if there is wisdom in having some margin, and, and, and again, when we talk about the emergency cushion. The reason it's so important is because if there's no emergency cushion, then immediately when something happens that was unanticipated, or maybe even you make a mistake financially, you, you do something that just simply costs you more than you anticipated. That happens. No guilt, no judgment. It's just, Hey, that's part of life that, that stuff happens that is out of our control. But we still cost us money to do it, and when that happens, if the you don 't have an emergency cushion, then you don 't have a place to go, and right away you 're going to be going to credit, mm-hmm. and that will compound against you the minute that you go to credit you 're now paying interest on that credit, so guess what right so
0: yeah it 's easy to put the hundred bucks in, but like you said, then you can 't spend that hundred bucks somewhere else. And how do we raise awareness? You really have to. It goes back to some of the principles we always talk mm. about. Financial awareness creates empowerment. Understand and know where your money's going. Print off a bank statement. Understand what your what your cash flow is. Understand what your bills are so mm. that you can see if you are living indeed on less than you make or you're living how uh, i'm saying it i get confused you're living on less than you make or are you living on more than you make and you're going into debt for it that's really the first that's really one place you have to go mm-hmm. but if you can then look at and sometimes people come for coaching sometimes people just come for a few visits to us for coaching they sit down with a coach and say okay i really need to get a handle of where where is my money going because i want to tell my money where to go i don't want it to tell me mm-hmm. and i want to start um, living on less that I make. I want to have some of that margin that I heard Dave and Reb talking about and I want to put that towards my debt every month or I want to put it to build my emergency cushion or I want it to build my savings uh,
1: up. And it has to be something that you can consistently commit to because we're not only just building the emergency cushion, but then we want to take that hundred bucks. And so you're going to set a limit for your emergency cushion. You're going to say, when I get a thousand dollars in there, I'm going to have a celebration. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of money celebrating, but I'm going to have a celebration and acknowledgement. Of that emergency cushion. And then I'm going to take that hundred bucks and I'm going to start applying it to my debt. And I'm actually going to walk my debt down. We're going to. So if, if your debt keeps creeping up because you're spending more than you're making, then really the frustration comes in. And that's where the discouragement comes in. And that's where the, I don't know how this is happening. I, I build up my emergency cushion by a thousand dollars, but now I'm a thousand dollars in the hole in my credit. Well, guess what? There wasn't really any margin there. All you did was was move your… So,
0: that's where we talk about that word capturing Mm -hmm. again. We want to capture some of that money and and really… And it is like capturing your thoughts and capturing extra cash isn't just… Something you do flippantly, and I'll you throw
1: in there capturing the reality, right? Like in that reality, in that yeah. situation where yep. we're going, wow, I saved a thousand dollars. I'm going to go celebrate. I've got it in my emergency cushion. And then you you look at the reality of your credit card, and you go, well, the thousand dollars actually ended up on my credit card. Well, again that's discouraging well, and, and <laughs> right
0: now and right now and you you get revisit it you're mm-hmm. revisiting right now we're revisiting like crazy because our gas bill for us personally mm-hmm. is up it's like um,
1: doubled of yes, course right like um, everybody it's doubled right, right? It's gone. child
0: tax credit has decreased we have an 18 year old that's decreased so mm-hmm. there's a little loss of income for us so how
1: can we have an 18 year old when you're only 29
0: I'm not 29. Uh, I'm going to be 53 (laughs) in a few weeks. So if anyone wants to, July 15th, 15th, I like Uh, to be celebrated. uh, So, hey, July 15th, you can send me a message. Hey, I think it's a Friday as well. So we're going to
1: record. We're we're going to have a cake here, I guess. We're going to have a cake
0: here. Anyway, so. Capture, 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 capture your thoughts, capture
1: the reality the reality of, of your, your fi- of
0: your situation, which is like facing your finances and capture the margin, capture some dollars. If you can't do a hundred, then start with 25 or 50, just, you know, and bring it to the Lord in prayer. I was just going to say, and
1: capture the heart of capture God, capture
0: the heart of God, because you bring that, you say, Lord, I've got this $25 and you're feeling like, oh, that's not enough. You know what? It's always enough in the hand of the Lord. And you say, Lord, I'm making an effort to capture, to live on less than I make. And right now, that's only $25 margin. I'm going to put that $25. Uh, Towards my debt, Lord, will you help me? I will tell you if you have read my book, Cultivating Trust. There are stories we have, Mm -hmm. and many more of how God meets us every day in our finances. We have clients who start on the journey of debt repayment, and they are met again and again by the Lord with extra money they weren't expecting. Does this happen all the time? No. Sometimes there are drier seasons. Sometimes it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. This is hard to do when we've so easily just to live without boundaries and now here we are capture capture capture
1: yeah and and i think too you know just going back to the to the corinthians verse uh, corinthians 10 verses that we started with you know just recognizing that you know it is god's heart to journey with us um you know and and you know there's a part that we play where we come to the father but there's a part that the Father says, great, you've come to me. Now, let me tell you my heart. And and then there's, again, the part that we play where we have the confidence in our relationship with the Lord to go and do what He's actually said for us to do. And, and so, you know, that's played out, and we'll end with this little thought. There's a season in our life where I remember, Reb, you and I looking at each other and just saying, you know, we're going to pay the the next bill that comes up (laughs) we're just going to pay that bill and we're not going to worry that i know that the mortgage payment is a big one and it's coming up down the road and there's if i spend this money on this bill then i don't think we're going to have money for that mortgage payment and we heard the lord say to us in that season of our life you need to pay the the bills as they come in first your first first, bills first and we did that and and I don't know how it happened. Yeah,
0: I do. I don't know how it happened,
1: but God always supplied. That
0: day, that young woman drove up to her driveway. I was supposed to send you this check two months ago. And- and here it is, and it was enough for our mortgage that day when our mortgage came due.
1: So Lord, and- we just wanna take a moment and say thank you. Uh, I mean, we Reb and I are sitting here, we can share our stories and we can say thank you for our story, but I know that you are so much bigger and you're involved in everyone's story that's listening here. And so as they come to you and as they share their heart around their money with you, that you'll speak to them and you'll give them the words that they need to accomplish the things that you wanna do in the world today with them. And so we just praise you, today. We thank you in Christ's name. Amen.
0: Well, thanks for joining us today. And we're going to be back again when we talk money.
1: Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial
0: Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.